Episode 72, Among Us. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures, RPGs, miniatures, and RPGs, (laughs) but mainly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, co-founder, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Wonderful. This is episode 72 of The Games We Play. We thank you for listening. If you're a new time listener, we appreciate you tuning in. This podcast, uh, well, we're doing kind of a different format right now during the whole COVID situation. So Chris and I are recording remotely. So I I try to mix it up or cut it up so the the delay's not there. So hopefully it makes us think. But sometimes we like to talk over each other a little bit. But we appreciate you listening and tuning in. This week, we are going to be talking about the games we've played over the last couple of weeks. I know I got a couple lined up, and you do too. I also want to talk about a video game that's like taking off on popularity, and it reminds me a lot. Well, it's pretty much the roots of it are basically uh, this kind of party game really derived from board games, and oh. now it's making this, it's a huge hit and everything. It just kind of makes me laugh that everybody's like freaking out how, I mean, it's a cool game, uh, how cool this is, and it's a social deduction game, and here's a here's us board gamers sitting there like, yeah, we've been playing these social deduction games for decades, uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. Pretty cool game, and uh, that should about do us. So, Chris, uh, welcome back. It's been a couple weeks since we've talked. How are, yes. how are things going with you? Things are going well. Jamie and I made a road trip down to Ikea. We were able to get a few bookcases. So I've got all but one of the Calyx shelves put up. That's my uh, goal tomorrow to finish that up. Then start moving in and working on uh, unboxing the remainder of the games and putting those on. So that nice. game storage room is getting more and more complete. How did uh, putting it all together? I mean, it's not too difficult. It's just kind of monotonous. Yeah, the, the smaller ones are fairly easy, but I bought uh, two 5x5 five five calyxes. Those 5x5s, five man. They're all those small tricky. little squares. Yes. Yeah. You move it whatsoever, trying to lift it or angle and they it. they fall out. And they fall out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was... it. Uh, so the first couple ones took me about an hour each. And oh my gosh, the the first five by five was a two and a half hour job. It was just frustrating because I'd move it and because I'd have to lift it to get this other shelf in and others yeah, you can't uh, do that. like two levels up would uh, fall out. And I'm like, duh. So yeah, Jamie ended up having to come in and help me after she got home from work and we finished <laughs> yeah, it up. You, but you put the, the main board like runs uh, up and down, right? Yeah. Uh, vertical. Yep. If that's what it's and called. then all the the horizontal are the small little squares, and they're they're done by dowels, yep. right? But yep. the only way that like they're wedged in is when then you put in the next one, right? Right. And so as you're going, they can fall off down below, yeah, or break, yeah. Oh, you, you, do you have any break? Oh yeah, two of them on the five oh, by fives. Really? Oh yeah, because you get a little different uh, flexion and a little tension on it. And oh. they snapped. Um, oh, I was able to I, salvage one, and I've I've got to go back. I've got it together, and I got to go back and put a little uh, glue to um, huh. solidify that areas where they only have three of the four dowels in there. But yeah, <laughs> just don't put gloom haven on that. I know exactly. I'm like, okay, please remember where it'd be when I start putting games. Remember what's, where these. What, what's that weird sticker on there? I, I, that's my that's my light game yes. shelf. Uh, oh yeah, your lighter games. Yes, yeah, yeah, lighter I games. Wait. Not hate. <laughs> Literally, by physical weight. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the worst part about that is when you get everything together and then you have to put the top on and they all have to... Oh, yeah. man, doing that solo is that, tough. That was tough. It was tough. It was tough. So thankfully... Always get a friend. Get yeah. a friend to do that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and a dead blow hammer. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just having like a rubber mallet. Yep. just like That's yeah. exactly... That helped tremendously because I cool. wanted to take my regular uh, nail hammer to it so many times. <laughs> Oh, the joys of ikea furniture <laughs> yes <laughs> oh well cool that sounds good so you're getting your uh game sh- yes. game area yep set up yep i'll have sure. pictures once i get it up it should be finished uh tomorrow morning with a shelf and then i'll be going to the and unboxing some of the last uh last boxes of games to put them on the shelf then my next project is to organize it and enter it in bgg so that'll be coming here Ooh, yeah nice yes well, cool. Sounds like fun. Sounds like a project. And it's one of those things when you go through it, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had that game. Yeah, Ooh, I want to yeah. play that now. I want to play that. Exactly. That's why I get them out uh, visually so I can go through and I'll be organizing them. I was thinking of this. And if, hey, any listeners have uh, tips on how they organize, uh, shoot us a message. But I was thinking of like two-player games, having certain shelf area that way, party games that way. So we don't have to go list uh, list them by like alphabetical order. There's got to be some structure. I'm that person so- that has to have some type of structure. Yeah. Some people do it by color, which yeah, is kind of weird, but I guess it looks more appeasing. If it's like out in the if it's out in the open, right. I can kind of see that. Yeah, this is... so, sometimes though the maximized space, you have to move stuff around because some boxes are smaller than others to maximize right. those cubes. That's what I found because I started putting them up and I had like a two inch gap and I'm like, oh so like I'd rearrange and I'd get extra games in. So sometimes you, you gotta yeah. get it. I, I do understand that. And I bought some bookcases actually for those smaller games so you can stack them easier that way. And see. Um, yes and see them that's the one thing is i don't want to do is cram a, a, a shelf full of games that i don't see the middle and back games only the front or ones. you go to grab something it falls off yeah, behind, behind that's it. never happened to, to me <laughs> yeah. at all and dice fall <laughs> out and you, you can't lose them that, that's what i did with my bang game that happened to me at the last place and um i didn't find the rest of the dice until i moved the shelves to the new house <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you found yeah, them. But I found them. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to buy it again because Bang the Dice game is a good game. Yeah, most that's definitely. Funny. Yeah. And that's a good game. <laughs> cool. Well, it sounds like yep. fun. Sounds like you're getting that set up. All right, so let's go ahead and transition. Let's talk about the games we played, uh, roll credits. Uh, I need like a ding every time I'm like, the games we played. Like, um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start it off. So we did have some friends, uh, I think we, Emily and I talked about in the last pit podcast, that came and stayed with us for the weekend from out of town. They really enjoy playing games, and so uh, we introduced some new games to them. Uh, one of the games that we did play was Architects of the West Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I think maybe we've talked about it, or I have on the podcast before, like briefly, uh, nothing in depth. But uh, we did pull that out because they do like worker placement games. So this is a worker placement game. They really like viticulture uh, oh, yeah. games like that. And so I'm like, hey, this is a uh, this is a worker placement that I really like. That's kind of unique. Um, it's not the hey, okay, we'll just put your guys out, take a turn. Uh, I mean, it technically is that, but it's a nice twist on the worker placement. What what really stands this out is there's a lot more places that you can put your guys on the board which has its plus and negatives. Um, but what I really like about it is it stacks depending on how many guys you already have there. So most of the spots are all open. Most worker placement games are like, you can only have one guy there. Think Everdell. Right. 
And so it's it's a it's like a race to see who can get to the best spots sometimes with those worker placement games. But this one basically every spot's open. And what's really cool is um they stay there from turn to turn. You start with like 30 workers, so a lot of workers. And when you place your guy on the action, um, and every spot's a little different, but you get bonuses for how many guys you already have there. So, for example, one of the production spots might be, uh, it's like the woodsmith. You get little, like, twig, tree, resource thing. You know, it's like wood, you know, looks pretty cool. Kind of reminds me, actually, of Everdell. And every guy you have there, you get an extra one. So, the first turn, I'm, I'll put it there, I'll get one, one piece of wood. Uh, next turn, if I put my guy there, since I already have a guy there, now I get two pieces of wood next turn if i put another guy there i'll get three pieces of wood and so on and so forth some of them are a little more exponential where you always get a coin like the silversmith you always get a coin and then you get a coin plus every person stuff like that um i guess that's not technically exponential it's linear but whatever uh you get the point so it's really interesting so you can i mean you could go there straight 10 turns and you'd get what 10 factorial a tons tons of wood um, or coins or stone or whatever the resources are. But what's really unique about this is one of the spots is you can capture and throw other people's workers into jail or into your prison. And so that's a way, it's a balance to stop other people from doing it. So Chris, if you just keep going on that one spot and you're just racking up tons of resources, I'm like, all right, enough of this. I'm going to go to the trade or the town center and I'm going to capture all of Chris's guys from that one spot and put them on my sheet. And then I can send them to prison on another turn or all my guys that I've captured on that another turn. And then I get gold per like every guy I put to prison. So some really unique balancing there. Uh, stuff I, I haven't really seen. And also that town center does stack too. So every guy I put more, I can capture even more people. Uh, pretty cool. Um, and, and, and it's just, I mean, it's a medieval themed uh, game where um, you're building uh, buildings in, in like in front of you that all give you um, it's kind of a little engine buildy where those will give you bonuses at the various spots on the board. And then you're trying to gather resources, not only to build those buildings that give you victory points, but also build the help build the cathedral and only one. And there's like tiers and only one person can have the highest and so on and so forth. And you're just collecting a bunch of resources and using those to build stuff to get victory points. So in that, in that regard, it's pretty similar to most engine building. I mean, nothing unique there, but I think the most unique part is the combination of uh, being able to uh, multiplicatively get extra resources by pushing guys on it and then capturing each other's guys. That's just really fun to capture other people's, oh, yeah. people's guys. Throw um, in jail. Exactly. So it's it's a really entertaining game. Uh, artwork's really fun, uh, lively, colorful. It, it's made by the same people, Renegade Games, that did of the North Sea. So uh, there's actually a trilogy here. There's the Paladins of the West Kingdom, Architects of the West Kingdom, and the third ones I believe is called the Artisans of the West Kingdom. I did back that Kickstarter that should be coming later this year, and they're all like in the same universe world of the Architects. And we're all like builders and craftsmen and stuff like that, but how it plays out is completely different. Like you, you could you could own paladins and architects, and it it's a completely different play experience. However, all the symbols, components, the artwork, everything looks the same. So you don't really have to reteach iconography when you're playing paladins versus architects, which is really cool. So all you have to learn is the new mechanics or kind of how the game progresses, and that's the only difference between the games. Um, you know, new boards, new stuff like that. So anyway, really fun. Uh, that's Architects of the West Kingdom. It's definitely a um, 
it's it's a medium weight game. It's not a entry level game, I would say, uh, but it's not super heavy. With any worker placement game, it's tough to teach and learn the first time because there's 20 spots you put your worker on, but each spot you go on is really simple. You know, the, the action's really, really basic, and you only get one action per turn, so like turns start moving really fast, people start playing quick, and by your second game, it feels like it's an easy game. Uh, but that first time is definitely going to feel maybe a little overwhelming or confusing, especially teaching and learning it. It's it's a solid worker placement game that I really like and a lot of fun and kind of unique in some of the, the mechanics in it. So that's Architects of the West Kingdom. When I get Artisans and Paladins uh, of the West Kingdom, when I get those, I'll probably talk about on the podcast in the future, but waiting on that Kickstarter. Yeah, I like Renegade Games. They produce some good games. They're, they're the ones who do Clank and Bargain yeah, Quest. Yeah, man, they've just been killing they it really recently. Have. They really have. They have some actually fun uh, role-playing games with kids on bikes, uh, which is oh, kind of yeah. the Stranger That's Thing right. role-playing. I got that for Grace. Um, they're coming out with a new one just now called Kids on Brooms, which is kind of your Harry Potter theme. Oh, that's Yeah, funny. and they actually brought uh, one out just a couple years ago called Outbreak. It's a zombie survival RPG. But, of course, because yeah. zombies are super popular. Exactly, <laughs> but what's really cool is they have a character design system is where you actually create yourself in the universe by doing this quiz. You can go online. It gives you attributes and skills oh, and this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a little more friendly and you know, for beginners yeah, and yeah. getting into the genre. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it puts, uh, you know, like kind of yourself into a role playing game, that kind of bit. So it's, uh, it's, it's, they have some cool stuff. Renegade has really brought out. Yeah. Um, they produced Arboretum, which has been a kind of a oh, popular yeah. one a too. I've, I've not played it, but I've heard many good things about it. But kind of it's yeah, one of these game. sneaky companies behind <laughs> some games coming out. They also produced the uh, Power Ranger game, if you're oh, a big yeah. fan of the mm. Power Rangers. But uh, this company has come out here recently, um, the last few years, of really hitting the uh, hitting the ball out of the park with some of these lines of games. So from from even basic games, like basic type, like entry level lighter games oh, such yeah. as Arboretum. Arboretum's very available, but a lot of fun. Beautiful artwork on that game. Um, to a, it's not like Clank's crunchy per se, but no. Clank is not like a entry level game. You know, it's it's a more advanced version yeah. of Dominion with some more mechanics. So they have everything all over the spectrum. Oh uh, yeah, big time. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, even and it's they do role playing games too, besides just board games, which, which normally is different. that is very yeah. different. You don't see many companies doing that, and they they're actually just producing um, an altered carbon role playing game for those who altered carbon oh. fans. So yeah, nice. it's, they're getting kind of in their hands into uh, a couple different levels of tabletop games. I wonder if they would do an RPG and Clank or something like that. A role playing game, like <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. just I mean, yeah. if if some of these uh, have, um, I, I, so kids on bikes, kids on brooms, and I think there's kids in space too as well. Um, I mean, you throw it in that type of a universe with the mechanics. That it's it's more of a story based um, mechanics versus light rules, more story involved. Sure. Yeah, you could e mm -hmm. you could easily do something with Clank <laughs> that way. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> It would be. <laughs> All right, Chris. Um, so what was uh, what was the game you played this week? So or two weeks or whatever. Pulled, yeah, pulled out a game that's been kind of a favorite for over the last couple of years with the with the boys. It's uh, it's called Student Bodies. Uh, kids love this. Uh, we played this back in Gen Con. I want to say 2014. Two, I think when they were 2016. they were 2016. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was. It was. I was off. It, it's just only a few years old game. Um, they were demoing it, and I didn't pick it up there, but I ended up getting on Amazon, really uh, inexpensive, on a sale and stuff later. But uh, it's a two to five player board game by Smirk and Dagger. That it's 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 pretty neat. It's you've got it's dice rolling game, of course. So, so before you go into it real quick, um, usually I'm not like really hung up on publishers per se, but Smirk and Daggers is is definitely one of those publishers that's very niche. Like, they yes. they do one thing and they do it really well, opposed to, like, we just talked about Renegade kind of does a lot of stuff. Fantasy Flight does a lot of stuff. You know, Restoration Games would probably be one of those that would explain about Restoration Games. So, um, not to interrupt you, but uh, if you want to tell people, like, Smirk and Dagger, if they're not familiar with it, what, what Smirk and Dagger do? First type games they put out is Cutthroat Caverns. Um, Smirk and Dagger is basically they, they do a lot of take that type kind of games uh really uh, heavily player involvement with these within each other and competition type yep. games yep. um so it's it is definitely games that are i don't know if i want to say light-hearted but well kind you yeah, have to they you are have they, to play smirk and dagger games right. with, with light-hearted for I, sure there's i guess there's what i'm saying is there's a lot of player interaction amongst very the confrontational yes. kind, social yeah that's what i'm getting sometimes. Yep. Yeah. yes that that is so true with that and they stab have, each other in the back there is hence hence the name of the company smirk and dagger um they yep. they have branched off and produced a uh i don't know if you'd want to call it a brother sister type company called smirk and laughter which yep. is less confrontational and more jovial and funny and lighthearted interacting versus take that type of yep. kind of these initial games. But you're absolutely yep. right. Smirk and Dagger was very niche in their games that they all had a similar theme of <laughs> confrontation amongst each other and backstabbing and that, that kind of aspect. And so you do have to have that um, attitude going in knowing that uh, the player sitting next to you has the mentality of screwing you at any certain point in the game <laughs> and, to get ahead. And the game's like designed to <laughs> yes, do it so. Yes, the games are designed to do that. So within student yeah. bodies, basically a, a, a zombie outbreak has taken over the high school and you need to get in to the high school and uh, get to uh, like the chemistry lab to get uh, to find an antidote and get out all the while time is you got to um, fight off these zombies as well as get there before uh, fellow classmates uh, get the antidote as well. So it's, it's really cool. It's, there's grid type board. Um, there's mo movement, there's hand management, there's unique uh, player abilities of, you can pick up items, uh, find like a baseball bat or a skateboard or d different things yep. throughout. Huh. And you can, you, know, you can work with somebody one, one turn and turn around <laughs> and, you know, leave them hanging the next turn kind of yep. bit and notice, notice that they can do the same to you too as well. With the whole and goal, you should. yeah, and you should. You you have to understand that's you you do have to work with some other people to to get what you need, but you also have to to win the game. You also have to uh, uh, leave them in the dust hanging, and uh, at some point, kind of turn on them uh, for your own self for your own benefit. But uh, uh, oh, it, it's it's a fun game. The the kids always just enjoy when we play it. It's about an hour and a half game. It's it's a medium lightweight game. Um, it's not yeah. really um too uh, difficult whatsoever but it, it it's a very fun game um that that you know our family enjoys and i kind of i mean it's a zo another zombie game that was yep. kind of the time it came out with yep. i think it actually did come out in 2015 i think and so. then yeah but i 
I think that's what, what yeah. it was. Board but, Game Geek says 2014, but I don't remember it back then. I wanted to say it, was, it probably could have been one of those like you know pre-release things. Right. It came out at a convention right. or something. Yeah. Um, I think what's really cool about this game is it's the mechanics and the theme are very tied to the like the student thing, mm-hmm. where where the items and everything is school related. So it it feels very thematic. Some of the mechanics is really cool because you can. It's it's not like a mindless okay. I'm just gonna chuck some dice and move and try to get to the end. There's some thought into your strategy where you can really set up. I wouldn't say traps per se, but you can set up situations to screw over the yeah, other players. Absolutely, it's a very fine line of being co- cooperative, so you can kill enough zombies to get out. But a fine line of you don't want to make it too easy for the other people right. you're playing. It's a it, that's where it's funny. Yeah, uh, and you can't take this game serious. No, no, nobody can be trusted in the game. Everybody's infected, so you really have to uh, you have to go get that antidote and be the be the one to get it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you have to fight off the zombies as well as fellow classmates. It really is. It's a silly game. Yep. And, it, hence why probably teenage boys love it. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I mean, not that I. I mean, we, oh, I, I love it. Too, I'm a, but... <laughs> I have a mentality of a teenage boy. <laughs> but I yeah, I would have had so much fun with this with friends in high yeah. school and oh, college yeah. and stuff like that. If these games even existed. Yeah. You know? Oh, I know. Now, now they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Smirk and Dagger actually did some parody games of like Candyland and other games. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's this game called Run for Your Life Candyman. Oh. And like on the cover, it shows one of the gingerbread man with like a bazooka and stuff. Like it, oh, it's like a cut. It's like a cutthroat take that Candyland like a hobby game. Uh, I've never played it, but it always looks funny. And I think they've done some other parodies of, of some of their uh, traditional... Uh, mass market uh, mass games. Market yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just remember, which I have all of the um, the expansions, base game and expansions for Cutthroat Caverns. And that's a very, uh, that was 2000, uh, early 2000s, I want to say, um, when it first came out. And that was one of their flagship type games that really kind of launched them. Um, and, and we'll get back to it because they have another game called uh, The Menace Among Us. And this is basically the video game i'm talking to talk about a little Ooh, later is oh, a yeah. direct like video game ripoff of this game it's kind of funny oh funny anyway um cool yeah a uh, fun light-hearted silly game definitely blood and it's not like over the top it's no. like cartoony blood but it's not like it's not for your five or seven year old you know what i mean it's, no. it's a 14 up game yeah type game. yeah this is your middle school age type kid um your 12 plus year old kid really could uh, would enjoy this kind of humor yeah. And, and you definitely need four players at minimum. Otherwise, it's like, okay. Right. Yeah, two players really doesn't do that great. But four to five players, the, the more you get, the, it's, it's a better game. The more fun. Yep, yep. exactly. Absolutely. Cool. Good, de- good deal. That was, uh, what was the name of that? Student Bodies. Student Bodies. <laughs> By Smirk and Dagger. <laughs> I, was, I, I knew it was something Bodies. I was yep. like, wait a second. Okay. Smirk and Dagger, yeah. Um, all right. A uh, game I played, uh, pulled out and played with Andrew and the guys that, you know, the couple that stayed with us. Um, we played Star Realms. I mean, this is we've talked about this oh, a little yes. bit. Um, I think it's been on some of our list for top games. Yep. Um, he just really loves a deck builder, such as he, he loves playing Dominion. He, he fell in love with Clank. We introduced Clank with him, and he loved that. The football game was on. It was halftime. Like, how, how about we just play a quick Star Realms game? I mean, these games only last about 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, so we pulled it out. He just kind of wanted... We played like five games. He just wanted to keep playing another game and another game and another game. Uh, so th- this is a very tight, solid deck builder. Uh, it's a small footprint, like the it's just like a norm, like a card box. It's a 
it's a big card box, but it's very light. And I think it's only like $12, maybe $10. Very cheap. Uh, there are different versions of it and a bunch of expansions. The expansions are these little packs that you can add to your game, like the add events and other stuff like that. There's primarily the, the Star Realms, which is the basic game. You have Colony Wars, which is the next standalone game. And then the third one is Frontier, Frontier, which we played. Yep. Frontier adds a PvE, like a player versus... Uh, enemy or it's it's a cooperative yep. game where you play against like the game itself there's like an enemy and it has uh prescribed uh, conditions and you're trying to kill it down and you're working together so it has rules on how the players can work together it also gives rules in playing some cooperative modes where you can play like t- 2v2 or 3v3 and stuff like that so that's what frontiers adds and they're all standalone they're not really meant to intermix the decks either uh the decks are really big and you rarely get through it but uh, I'm just going to talk about Star Realms. So Star Realms is the basic game, is a two-player game. It's a 1v1. You're playing against each other, basically just trying to punch each other's face in and uh, kill the other person before they kill you. Um, and it's a it's a sci-fi uh, theme. So the, the cards you're playing down are, are base stations and ships, and they all have different characteristics like attack and buy power and health. And those are basically it. So it's not a like overly complicated game. If you played a deck builder such as Dominion, you're going to get this. If you haven't played a deck builder, this is a great game to start with deck building. So if you haven't heard of deck building or if you haven't played a deck builder, essentially you have a, a deck and it has all these cards in it. Uh, both players start with the same hand of cards, the same 10 cards, and you, you have five cards that you draw. And uh, throughout your turn, you play your hand and you, you can buy new cards from the market. And that market's available to everybody. When you buy it, it goes into your discard pile. And when you need to re... When you need to drop new cards, if there's none left in your regular deck, then you reshuffle up your discard pile. Thus, you start getting cards that you bought into your deck. And what these cards are going to do is they're much more powerful than your starting cards. They allow you to buy more stuff, shoot each other more. They're Like in this, there's space, base stations. They give you kind of a a station that the other player has to attack and get through before they can attack you. So kind of a meat shield. So pretty basic for a deck building. The theme is really good. It's really solid. But what makes this really fun is, so there's four factions of cards in this game. And each faction give bonuses if you have other factions that you played this turn. So you might have a card that says, you get three attack, but if you have another faction of this one, then you get another four attack, and they add together. And so there's a lot of comboing, and there's incentive to try to stick with one or two factions instead of just buying all the factions. And you can get a real cool engine and deck going where you're just... Some of the cards are about drawing and making people discard. One of the factions is really good at like getting health and drawing cards. There's one that's just basically all at attack but that's all they do and then there's one that's all really good at attack and get and calling cards from your deck so, so you can get rid of your basic cards and that's about it and so you can find some really interesting combinations of cards that work well together and that's it i just explained the whole game it's so basic but it's a lot of fun and it's one of those games i just i've played dozens of times it's a great game i pull out work i could pl- i could get two or three games in with Corey because we played it so many yeah. times it's a great game to introduce to people who've never played a deck builder because it's not overly complicated it just kind of makes sense there's not any confusing rules it's it's pretty easy to learn there's also a app version of it which i really encourage you to try i think the app is free but then you have to buy the like unlock the other cards and stuff because you're like locked into the same deck but it's a great way to try it out and it's a fantastic game. Really, really like this. Solid game. I can't praise it enough. So if it's if you love duck builders and want something a little different or want to play a two-player 
deck building game, this this is it right here. And it's cheap, like nine bucks. Like hard to beat that. <laughs> right. It, it is. White Wizard Games is the one who produces it. Um, they did a Kickstarter for a, uh, revamping all the deluxe edition earlier yep. in January. Um, I may have backed that. And um, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it got delayed a little bit. Yeah, you saw that yeah. just because of manufacturing. Well, but, exactly. Yeah. So, no. But it, you're right. It is a game that is, is is so fun. I mean, you could just get the base set and have a lot of fun with that. Um, the app is free. Uh, you can also, they have so many promos a lot. If, if you're at a game convention and they're there, they have a lot of times they hand out these little cards um, to get you involved where you can actually get the, the, the app. Um the extended app free. They give you these codes and stuff like that. They've done that. Oh, that's true. And they, they have other hero realms and some other games too as well that they, they've hand out the deck boxes for free. The last time we were at Gen Con. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, Star Realms is, really love it. The kids have loved it. Um, we play it a lot. We've actually given it to cousins uh, for birthday. Um, they've, yeah. they've, uh, younger cousins have played it with us, our kids, and they're, uh, they love it so much for their birthday. And like you said, it's 10 bucks for the uh, base type game. Uh, I want to say the, um, frontiers, maybe it was like 15 or 20, it was under yeah. 20 bucks. So, and you get hours and hours of play out, out of that. So really, uh, uh, to me, that type of a game is uh the cost effectiveness a lot of value in it exactly exactly you you look at you know cost of other entertainment and things like this this is where a board game can come in where you spend 10 15 20 bucks on a board game and play it 20 50 times and you put it away on the shelf and then pull it out later again it comes in cycles and we play that the heck out of it and put it away to me that's that's money well spent money well spent yeah really good game yeah yeah yeah, great game. All right, Chris, what was your last game that you want to talk about? Um, actually, it was a Kickstarter. I wanted to see if you've heard of this one. It's called Into Deep by uh, Burnt Island Games. Uh, Burnt Island, um, they uh, they do that in the Hall of the Mountain King, which is that troll oh, game. Oh, yeah. yeah, we talked about as that. As well yeah. as Endeavor, um, which is a saline game. Oh. I've heard good and things that, about and that. Wildly popular. Yeah, popular. and I didn't back that one. I was, but uh, I was kind of one of those. I was like, oh, I can't back every single game that comes out. But I've heard good things about that. But so this, that's the two popular games, and this one's come out. They put it out earlier in uh, June on Kickstarter and canceled it. Uh, I think there were some problems with just the whole COVID issues and things like that. So they brought it back out, and it's out live on Kickstarter now, and it's already funded. And but it still has like twenty some days left. Uh, it'll be mm. um, just over two weeks when this drops it'll be over two weeks left and it's it looks uh kind of cool um it's a was it one to five player games if i'm looking at this right let me look it up real quick i had it out two hours later one to four uh, players you play as like a, a undercover agent it's set in futuristic uh, kind of cyber space and you're uh undercover oper- uh, operative that has to hack into criminal minds and uh, to uh, get them to do things to stop uh, stop basically uh, the mass criminals and stuff. So I, the, the concept looks really cool and um, just I didn't know if you've heard of it too much. Uh, just I actually had it. This one yeah. went, I, this this one under my radar, yeah. but it looks really neat. I like the aesthetics of it. It's yeah. kind of bright, kind of neon, yes. almost like cyberpunk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which I'm becoming a fan of the cyberpunk. Uh, it is it's a board game. The 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 game pieces are a lot of cards and cardboard type with chits and but like you said, the colors are very neon. Um, mm-hmm. 
type bright colors. It does have miniatures and there's different criminals. Basically what you do is you're trying to stop the syndicate. So you're hacking into these criminals, uh, cyber minds and controlling them and getting them to do things. But of course, mm -hmm. the longer you do this, it has detriment to yourself. The longer you try to control the criminals, but you have to use them to do things. But uh, the concept looks really cool. The game, uh, the game pieces and everything looks really cool. Yeah, there's like yeah, the morality system yep. kind of looks interesting. Yes, yeah, it looks it looks unique. Yes, very. Uh, nice. Some of the gameplay uh, and it's not just like oh hey we go on here move around. There's cards and there's some social deduction or whatever. But it looks like there's definitely some interesting mechanics here with your characters. It looks like some upgrades, some abilities, right. uh, asymmetrical. Like it kind of throws yep. a bunch of those things in and it puts it together. There's some videos. I'm definitely gonna have to watch this. Yeah. Uh, so am out. I. There's, uh, there's a very Euro game feel of it with how things are done. And like you said, there's some side quests you can go on to get some advantages to increase your character, to do things, to, to basically meet the end goal. And like you said, I, I like games where there's asymmetrical, where I can go down this path to create, uh, you know, my character and to do things where you, you can go and take yours and get your flavor and style of character to do things. And uh, we still can try to work to um, get the, the same outcome, but we kind of do it in different ways. And I'm trying to see if this is a well, cooperative game. It, no, it doesn't look. And like I didn't it. think so, but uh, it's it's a solo game, which I'm very. <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed. So many games are coming out in the last year or two that have uh, solo player uh, options. That's becoming a uh, a trend, a recent trend I've seen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have checked it out. But yeah. I'll have to watch the video and watch it play because it looks super interesting. Definitely eye catching. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, eye catching. It looks looks kind of looks unique. Yeah. So. So check it out, cool. Into Deep, Burn Island Games, out on Kickstarter right now. Because all I need is my 16th, or 26th Kickstarter for the year. 26, that's all? <laughs> I, I think I have, do I have you beat for the year? Oh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure. Uh, we'll have to see, <laughs> I won't. I played the fifth. Because uh, Jamie listens. Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding, love you, babe. <laughs> um no. cool well thanks no. for bringing that up i'll have to check it out yeah. check it out yeah it's called uh in too deep and it's it says reboot in parentheses yes. if you're looking for the kickstarter right yeah because there was uh they ran a kickstarter unsuccessfully back in june earlier so yeah yep bad timing oh yeah it was bad timing um cool all right well last thing i want to talk about just before is the video game it's called among us a-m-o-n-g us and so it's funny because this is just wildly popular and it's been out for a while. It came out two years ago in 2018, but just this month became wildly popular. I think what happened is a bunch of these like YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers started playing it with each other. So you'll find videos now everywhere or you'll look on Twitch and there's tons of people playing it. And it's all these your favorite Twitch streamers playing with each other and YouTube uh, streamers playing together. And it's basically just a social deduction game where you have a crew of people. You're either in space or like on a on your little facility on an alien planet. And there's there's two roles. You have the crew members, and then you have like there's a traitor amongst the people called Among Us. And essentially, the the traitors are trying to kill other crew members without being known. So what happens is that you know people are going around, and everybody has to do tasks. Like, I mean, the map's really big because emergencies are happening, like power's going out, and systems are failing. And if it if it totally fails, like everybody loses. 
And so you have to do tasks. So everybody's spread out and everybody has specific tasks they have to do. Uh, the traders don't actually have to do tasks, but they, you know, you kind of want to fake it. And then they could just like silently kill people and go along their way. People can like report dead bodies or call emergency meeting. And during these emergency meetings, that's the only time you could talk to each other unless you're dead. You can't talk. And then you just basically vote each other out. Yeah, there's a discussion time and you vote it out. Sound familiar? Like a uh, social yeah. deduction game? And basically it just goes on like that until uh, either both of the traitors are killed or, you know, you airlock them out. Um, or they kill enough crew members and the and the imposters win. It's it's basically that. It's not that complicated. It's not doing anything like super special. Kind of interesting with the mechanics of doing tasks and some of that kind of forces people to spread out and go on on their own because they have to. And uh, it's it's interesting game. It's it's nothing unique. And it and in fact, if you look at that smirk and dagger, remember I was telling you about that smirk and dagger game that I said it kind of reminds me of that. So they have a game that's called the Menace Among Us, and I'm not joking. This is what it's called. And it's, it's a semi-cooperative game where there's survival in deep space. We have to work together to restore power before air runs out. However, among you is an imposter who's trying to sabotage this ship. Well, of course. So it's like basically the same game, even in space, but 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 it's a video game. So And it even says among us. I, there is, as far as I can tell, there's literally no um, connection between the two. And I don't know. It's kind, of, it's kind of weird. I don't know if the video game came first or this came first, but either way, I love social deduction games. If you haven't ever played social deduction games, check out like Saboteur or something yeah. like that. Play One Night Ultimate, but that's the kind of the games. And it's just fun to see these popular YouTubers and people who are not into board games, but they literally love video games, finding so much enjoyment from these social deduction games. And I'm just sitting here like, we've been playing Mafia and <laughs> yeah. Werewolf, yeah, Werewolf and Saboteur yeah. for like decades now, but... I mean, I haven't, but I mean, you have. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so I've anyway, had more check fun it out. than it, you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's still fun. It's it, it's it's one of those games that right now in COVID, it's hard to play uh, games, especially to social deduction games. So this is a nice. It kind of scratches that itch if you like social deduction games. Sometimes even watching your favorite YouTuber streamers kind of fun, just the personalities and them fighting and yelling at each other. Good times. That's a hot game right now. I just want to talk about it because it, cool. it made me laugh because it's basically like all the board games <laughs> that we've been playing. Electronic version. But it's new. Yep. And, and awesome. it's been up two years. Okay, well, that about wraps up this episode. Um, hopefully, you found a game that you might enjoy or something to pick up or check into. Always uh, check BoardGameGeek.com for a game if you're interested. You can look at pictures. People have reviews and videos and all that jazz, so check that out. Uh, we, by no means, give a full, like, comprehensive review. At least we haven't in a while. So definitely check those out uh, if any of those find if any of those pique your fancy. Yep. Have any questions about them or the, any of the games we've uh, mentioned this episode or games of the past? We'd love to hear from you and, and try to see uh, answer any questions we can or have some, a little chat discussion with you. We're always up for that, talking board and games. Absolutely. Any suggestions, any feedback, feel free to reach out to us. I do want to know, I know I've talked about how we're going to do live streams on on Podbean now that we switched over. Um, the, <laughs> the live streams had to be do, done from the app. Uh, and they just released like last week that coming is the ability to finally stream from PC. Now, oh. the host could always do it from the web. But like if I wanted to invite you, for example, mm -hmm. you had to go on the app and it's like, well, you have a nice microphone. You would have to buy like more equipment to connect it to your phone. That's not great. Mm. Interesting. Um, so they they just updated it or is updating and it's coming out. So 
um, you are will be able to connect through the web, and any of your guests and, and co-hosts and everything can can connect. So I've I've kind of been holding off because I want the quality to be good, and yeah, might as well utilize the equipment we have and do things right. So, yeah. So that should be coming up here soon. So I'll check into that when they yeah. come. So uh, more news for uh, live streams should be fun. All right, Chris. Well, before we take off, anything else you want to bring up or talk about? No, that was it. Uh, just had some fun um, doing that. Really enjoying uh, getting the games organized and out of the box. Look, uh, I enjoy that. Um, getting things nerd. organized. I am a nerd. I am a nerd. No, I, I like that stuff too. <laughs> I shouldn't have talked. No, just getting my hands on it and seeing things. I'm like, oh, I haven't played this game for a while. Oh, I haven't. You know, out of sight, out of mind is kind of in my life because I'm so busy yeah. with all the kids and activities and coaching and working and all this kind of stuff. So I'd love having the this, and I love you, babe, Jamie, for uh, coming up with the idea and um, for us to do this game storage and have the system and stuff. So it's just it's gonna it's it, it's gonna equate to more gameplay, and I know that, and I love that. So and then just getting out of the box yeah. feels good. Yes, it does. not being piled up yes. somewhere, and you're like, oh, yes. there's components getting bent. Yeah. And, oh, I know. You know I know. That's a uh, peeve of mine. My OCD kicks yeah. in on that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Chris, for chatting. It was nice talking yes. to you, seeing you. I mean, we see yeah. each other because we do video, <laughs> video. chat. But, uh, do, do appreciate you uh, you're joining on. Um, if uh, Again, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to us on our social media. You can hear it at the end of the episode. Until next time, till episode 73, from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.